Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi everyone, I hope you are having a great day. I have to talk about the last few days of a bikepacking adventure that I Went on. I started bikepacking, I think, about four years ago and just fell in love with it. Um, you kind of set out using a map of forest service gravel and dirt roads, two tracks and sometimes single track, with your bike packed for survival for days and nights, all your food and water, a water pump to pump more water when you come across a stream or a lake, Um you know, there can be a lot of struggle with it when your legs won't work or when the trail ends or when you've gone the wrong way or it's washed out and you have to get across a river that you didn't know was there. Um, I can't even put into words how these experience have, experiences have, have shaped my world uh, to give some, uh, to give meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And because of these experiences of doing hard things, of being solo, alone in nature, and surviving um, on my own. These these experiences bring, uh, when we have experiences like this, they bring us new thoughts to think, like I am capable, this world is amazing, I can take care of me, I can feel so much fear and still move through it. And with that brings a person new feelings to feel like, confidence, amazement, freedom, peace, contentment, inspired, empowered, still, willingness, which which leads to more behaviors back home. Like when I get back home, um, my behaviors tend to be things like tackling new goals, um, really continued to feel inspired with the desire to help others, more patience with others. I'm better with my eating, healthier with my eating. So that's my plug for bikepacking, but there's a part of it that fits into what we're talking about today, which is experimentation and evaluation. So when I start bikepacking, my first, when I started, my my first few trips were all about experimenting. I had no idea how much food or water I needed to pack along um, because when you're bikepacking, every single gram matters, the weight matters. Um, the whole goal is to keep your load as light as possible because the heavier your bike and your pack, the more difficult the ride's going to be. So I, you know, you really are working hard to shave weight. So having, you know, when I started, I had no idea what I would need to fuel my body. What are the things I absolutely must have to survive, but the things I could let go of, like, do I really need coffee every morning? Because that means packing along more things like a camp stove, a pot, grounds, etc. And and by the way, yes, 
Coffee is an absolute must and worth the wait. Anyway, my point is for those first few trips, there was so much experimentation that had to take place in order for me to now be able to pack super quickly. I know exactly what to take along to create the lightest load while also having along what I really need and and want to make the trip doable. So I started out experimenting and after every trip would evaluate what did I use and what did I not use? What worked, what didn't work? And I actually kept a list in my phone of this. And, um, you know, things like I used the extra map I packed. I did not use five of the protein bars I packed along. I used the water filter. I did not use the small towel I brought. Again, every gram of weight counts on trips like this. So things like cutting off the handles of your spoon and toothbrush matter. And yes, after experimenting with a toothbrush and without one, (laughs) I found for me a toothbrush is worth carrying along. It gives me a sense of of renewal in the morning. And after riding 120 miles in two days, that third morning you get up and have another 50 miles to ride, that feeling of renewal I get after brushing my teeth matters to get me going, to get me motivated. Anyway, I want you to think about this. When I experimented and then evaluated, I did not berate myself for taking along things that I never used. While I evaluated, I was neutral with myself or even compassionate, Um, saying things to myself like, of course you thought you might need all that extra food. The idea of going hungry while out in the middle of nowhere is a fear but now you know you don't need to take all that extra food along. Or, of course you wanted those extra shoes along to change into at camp at night, but you know they added too much weight and going without is doable. So evaluation has nothing to do with judging myself and my decisions. It is a neutral, again, a neutral, this is really important, process of examination evaluation that it's really important to understand that it is not judgment it is not shaming ourselves it's a very neutral process um experimentation and evaluation are two things that can help us in every aspect of our lives and this includes losing weight and getting to our health goals so let's move into that because i know that's why you're listening uh experimentation for Permanent weight loss, it's really powerful for those wanting to lose weight for good, which is all of us. We, we need this process to understand what works for each individual body and lifestyle. Because remember, every single person responds differently to different foods, different ways of eating, different timings of food. Some people do amazing on... Something like time-restricted feeding. It works for their lifestyle. It makes them feel freedom to actually have time parameters in place where for other people it feels restrictive and backfires into binge eating or overeating. Some people do really well with high-fat, low-carb diets like you know keto. And for many people, they will gain weight on it. Some people love low carb, makes them feel energetic and weight drops off. For other people, they can't sleep, they feel lethargic, and over time they gain weight. The thing is, without experimenting, we really do not know. 
Now, if you if you work with me or another coach or therapist in this field, you can often lessen the amount of time it takes to experiment just because a person who knows what they are doing um, kind of around the subject can often take a client's assessment and figure out most likely what is going to work for this person due to their lifestyle, current food, movement habits, even personality type can give a few clues as to how certain foods or specific ways of eating will work or not work. But even when working with a coach or a therapist, there is experimentation that still takes place. So experimentation is a must for finding a way of eating that is enjoyable, helps you drop extra, helps you drop extra weight and keeps you optimally healthy and nourished and that you can create a lifestyle around so your results continue for life. The the trick with experimentation is understanding because it's understanding that you have to have it in order for permanent weight loss. So you really can't get away without it. You must cultivate patience through this process because experimentation does take some time to figure out what works. So people who want to skip the experimentation part and just grab onto some crazy diet that's being touted on social media and they follow it for a week or or maybe their best friend used it and lost all this weight and so they follow it for a week or two and they may even lose weight. But because it doesn't fit with their lifestyle or because they're miserable while doing it, or they have to really white knuckle through it. You know, it takes all this willpower they don't have. It doesn't work. And after a month, two weeks, a week, you're completely overeating and gaining the weight back plus some. So experimenting with one or two one or two doable things at a time is really important. Um, you don't want to get into overwhelm with this. So how I work with my clients on this, my clients and I, use each week as a bit of a calculated experiment. And from the results of that week, we evaluate and then make changes for the upcoming week. And and that's one way you could look at it. Take on a doable change for a week, implement it for the week, and then evaluate at the end of the week if it worked for you or not. Okay, so let's move on to evaluation. So evaluation is one of the most powerful tools for change. And not just for weight loss or health goals, really for any change that you're trying to make in life. Many of us kind of hesitate or shy away from evaluating because it forces us to be honest with ourselves. And if we've been overeating or or doing these things we don't want to be doing, it can bring about feelings of shame or guilt so we avoid evaluating. But this is exactly what needs to be done for lasting permanent weight loss and or changing any health habit habit um, to optimize health. So when we take time to evaluate, it feels like we're slowing down because it takes some time. But the truth is, the paradox is, it actually helps us speed up getting to our goal after we spend some time evaluating. It gets us to our results quicker. So evaluation takes time, but in the end, it actually speeds up getting us to exactly the weight we want to be at and maintaining it for good. A good start on using evaluation is, you know, just beginning with current habits. And remember, it has to be done in a neutral stance. So no judging or shaming 
Remember what happens when you judge or shame yourself. The shame cycle continues and you'll typically go to your distraction of choice. For many of us, um, it is uh, over-consuming food or drink. So you will overeat or over-drink to distract or change how you're feeling. And this gets you further from your goal. So no shaming, no judging. And try using a journal for this. Ask yourself if I had to guess... What are some of my current habits that are keeping me stuck where I am? What behavioral habits are keeping me from my goals? So remember, this is how we learn and improve faster and faster. And you may need to remind yourself of that as you are working to evaluate. Reminding yourself, this is how we learn and improve faster and faster. Okay, so you first want to start to notice patterns. What are my patterns of behavior? For example, do I overeat when I'm stressed? Do I eat beyond satiation in the evenings or on the weekends or anytime? Do I restrict for a week, which then leads me to overeating for a week after? Do I yo-yo diet? Do I drink more alcohol than what would support my goals? Do I struggle with sleep? Um... Do I often feel stressed? These are the types of things I help my clients figure out or even point out for them once I know them well enough. But these are things you could self-coach yourself on through journaling. So next, pay attention to your thoughts and how that's driving your results. Remember that it's not just your behavior patterns that keep you from the results you want. It starts with our thoughts. What thought patterns or habits do you find yourself thinking that create feelings of defeat or disempowered or unwillingness. So evaluate your thoughts, your thinking habits, write these down. This evaluation of behaviors and thoughts helps us tap into more of what works and less of what doesn't work. And this is what creates the faster weight loss and faster, easier maintenance. This work for weight loss and this works for, it does work for weight loss and health goals, but it really does work for all aspects of our life. Let's talk about another practical strategy to implement with evaluation. So we really need to make a decision on when to evaluate. So to use evaluation, it's really easy to just say you're going to do it, but unless you actually put it on your calendar or make a decision of when you're going to do it, it most likely won't happen. So one idea is weighing in as a daily practice. For me, if I see the scale trending up, by the way, um, if you're not already and you're, you do weigh in every day, because sometimes I encourage people not to. If, um, but So anyway, if you are weighing in every day using an app like Happy Scale, um, I'm assuming many of you have heard of that. But anyway, you enter your weight in there every day and it gives you that your average weight because, you know, weight um, fluctuates so much. So using an app that can average your weight uh, is really helpful because basically, you know, you're more, we just want to see a trend over time, you know, with the scale because daily, well, like I said, weight fluctuates so much. So um, using an app that can average your weight is pretty good. But anyway, so I've created the habit of evaluating every morning at that time real quickly. I I ask what's been different. If the scale's gone up, I ask what's been different these past few days. 
Um, this one I think through, you know, I'm not really writing anything out. So, um, you know, this is just, it, it's one idea on if you're good with the scale. Um, well, so for some of us, I, I used to not be able to weigh myself every day because whatever number I saw on that scale would determine my mood for the day. You know, if it was lower, oh, I was happy the rest of the day. If it, if it was higher, you know, I just had this horrible mood. Um, so that scale, that number on the scale had way too much control over my emotions. And I know many of you deal with this too. So I did quit weighing myself for years. And sometimes I do recommend that clients not, not use the scale. Um, instead, you know, maybe using a pair of pants to gauge if you're gaining or losing can help when the scale number um, maybe affects you in a very psychological way. I did, over time, I did a ton of thought work around the scale and can now weigh in daily without it emotionally affecting me. Even when it goes up by five pounds, I have my thoughts under control around it so that I can stay really neutral about the number on the scale, but I can still use it to evaluate to continue to lose or maintain or even gain um, which did work while I was reverse dieting. Anyway, the point is the scale is a good evaluation tool if it doesn't affect your daily mood. Um, so some other things, if you are using the scale, I would do it um, either only once a week, only to maybe look at a trend, or like I said, using uh, weighing in daily and using an app that averages your weight. You know, our weight can, I'm repeating myself here, but just one more time because it's important. Our weight can go up and down daily by five pounds, more or less, depending on the person. So having your average weight over the week is a much more important number than your daily weight. Another tool I like for people who have an emotional reaction to the number on the scale is a scale called Shapa. Um, and that's at Shapa.com. I have no affiliation with them, but uh, dot com, And it's a scale that when you step on it, it doesn't give you a number, but instead a color. So one color means your weight is trending down. One color means you're maintaining. One color means your weight is trending up. So you can keep tabs on your trending weight, but there's no numbers. Um, so anyway, okay, just back to the idea that the scale can be used as a tool of evaluation as long as you have the right mindset around it. I also usually do a weekly written evaluation of my week. I, I do this for my physical health, like weight and energy, but also for my business, my relationships. Um, getting it onto paper is really very, very helpful. So for my clients, they have an evaluation sheet to fill out at the end of every day and at the end of every week. Um, and that's how, that's when I have them evaluating. So some questions uh, to ask when you are in the process of evaluating. First off, ask yourself, what am I proud of? Always ask this first. Our, our brains have this negativity bias. It's always scanning for danger because one of the main goals our brain has is to keep us safe. So when it's running by itself automatically, you are not directing it. It's always looking for problems, always. So when we're doing evaluations, we often miss out on what's working because it's just so easy for our brains to slip into things like, this isn't working, it's not gonna work, let's give up and eat. Um, things you might write to yourself that you're proud of could be things like, 
I paid attention to what I was eating every day. Or I was mindful at three out of my seven dinners this week. Or I ate my meal off a smaller plate than usual. Or I had the urge to get fast food, but I chose to go home and eat what I had planned. Or I planned all my breakfast this week. Or it could be simply, I didn't berate myself when the scale went up. Or I am doing my first evaluation. Any big things are great, but even more important are any small things that you are proud of. So always start with that. What am I proud of? Get your brain out of that negativity bias so that it can continue to go to work for you to problem solve. So the next question, what worked well? What is working? Find at least one thing. Five things is even better, but examples of things you might write down for this one. What is working well? Keeping healthy jerky sticks in my car to eat when tempted to grab fast food. Or maybe it's keeping a water bottle with me at all times and getting more water in. Or maybe it's thinking this thought on purpose. Focus on patience and persistence, not perfection. Or maybe it's planning my food during the week. These first two questions force you to give yourself some credit for what you have done or are doing that's really positive. It it sets us up for the growth mindset versus getting into that fixed mindset. So then we go into what didn't work. Examples would be overeating to change my feelings or not having food planned and ready or I continued to eat after dinner the entire week or restricting during the week, and then overeating and doing whatever on the weekends. What were the thoughts and feelings driving those behaviors or actions? So remember, thoughts create a feeling sensation with that sensation package that you feel we feel in our bodies that drive our behaviors. So examples I hear often are thoughts like, I can never lose weight, which then leads to feelings of defeat and giving up. Or... I don't have time to plan, which leads to feelings of stress and overwhelm, which leads to no planning. Or this is so hard, which leads to feelings of feeling dejected and depressed, uh, which leads to behaviors of giving up. So getting really aware of what sentences your brain is telling you is really important here. This is a big part of the evaluation process. It's not just looking at what behaviors are not working for me, not serving me, but what thoughts am I thinking that are not helpful, that are not useful, that are not serving me. Name the thought that is not working to give you clarity and then the ability to practice a new or shifted thought that is much more useful or helpful. Next question to ask yourself when evaluating, what can I learn So really look objectively at your data and write out one thing you can learn from your information that you just wrote about. Maybe it's something like, when I tell myself that this is hard, I notice I feel disempowered and eat more to change that feeling for the moment. So what can I learn? Next question to write out when evaluating, what do I want to do differently? Write them all down, but then focus on just one thing to work on for the upcoming week. Choose just one. If you try to change too much, if this is all of us, if we try to change too much, we get really overwhelmed. And when we're overwhelmed, we quit. We stop. It's like 
When we're overwhelmed, all that stress, our brain makes us freeze. We quit. So it could be something like, this week I will close the kitchen after dinner every day. Or I commit to plan my food for the weekend. And by the way, planning your food for the weekend does not mean you cannot eat out or you're restricting. It just means you plan for it beforehand. Planning is about learning to be mindful. It's not about restricting. Um, Okay, or uh, maybe maybe it's something, what do I want to do differently? Maybe it's something like, I will walk for 10 minutes uh, three days this week. So when, when clients work with me, we use evaluations a lot. When they give me their weekly evaluations from those, I give feedback and we discuss all the previous questions that I just gave you. It can help to discuss your evaluation with someone's, someone else, uh, someone outside yourself, that you trust, by the way, um, to give you feedback and ideas. So uh, we've talked about how to use experimentation and evaluation to help make weight loss quicker, easier, and make it last for the rest of your life, which obviously is the ultimate goal. Experimentation gives us the understanding of how our unique individual bodies respond to different ways of eating and moving And evaluation gives us the tools needed, the information needed to get to our goals and to sustain them over time. I I hope you will begin to implement both these methods for any goals you may have in life. Obviously for weight loss and health goals, and that's our focus of this uh, episode podcast, but also for any goals in life. Experimentation and evaluation work for all aspects in life. It's, It's a way to make true changes with our behaviors without getting into judgment and shame and instead to remain neutral and willing. If you found anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to this podcast? When you subscribe, you automatically get all the newest episodes once they're released And this really does help me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share this information um, from this platform. And I just, I thank you for spending this time with me and, and for listening. And remember to thank your own self for being willing to consider making small changes in your life to get you closer to your goals and dreams. You can get in contact with me or learn more about how I work with my clients one-on-one at my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. I give lots of detailed information um, on how I work with my clients. Um, Prices are all there. Everything's very upfront and transparent. Um, I do have some social media resources as well. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and that is Heinen Counseling and Coaching, all spelled out. So Heinen, again, H-E-Y-N-E-N, Heinen Counseling and Coaching on Instagram. I also have a protein uh, recipe only page there at Peak Protein Recipes. Um, As I keep mentioning, I am backing more and more away from social media. So I'm not on there a ton, but I am on there some Um, so feel free to reach out. I do at least a couple times check for messaging there so you can DM me there, but best way is probably to go through my website and use the contact button there to get in touch. Um, and if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more information 
on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It's where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support, and coaching behind all the information I'm putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.